Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. Lauren Herman is a medically-based speech-language pathologist, author of the book, But My Speech is Fine, True Stories from a Misunderstood Profession, and a copywriter for my company, The Independent Clinician. Today's episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast features a conversation that I had with Lauren that originally aired on Instagram Live when we discussed common stressors that SLPs are facing right now and how they can advocate for themselves and do something about it. So if you're an SLP who is stressed out right now and working at a school, a hospital, early intervention, a university clinic, or someone else's private practice, this is a must-listen episode. So stay tuned. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. Sometimes life has various twists and turns, and initial plans end up changing. Those changes can be scary to navigate, but they often leave you in a much better place. I first met Lauren Herman a few years ago when she joined the Start Your Private Practice program. She started a small private practice to serve her local Parkinson's community in central Pennsylvania. However, the tides turned and she suddenly found herself needing to steer her ship in a new direction as she prepared to move to Puerto Rico with her husband. While she closed her practice, she decided to start a new business that would allow her to work from anywhere in the world. Lauren blended her passions for speech-language pathology and writing and started a copywriting and marketing business for the speech therapy industry. Lauren is now the person behind many marketing emails, sales pages, and Facebook ads for various SLP businesses, and she hopes to grow into a small agency with a goal of hiring on other therapists to write for the businesses that they love and trust. You can find Lauren on Instagram at slp.advocate. Lauren is a great example of someone whose career as an SLP has taken a few twists and turns because she is driving her own ship. Have you ever thought to yourself, someday my ship will come in, meaning someday I'll get a raise. 
Someday, my caseload will be manageable. Someday, my boss will notice how hard I'm working and tell me to take the next day off. Someday, I'll be living in my dream home and have as much money as I need. But there's a problem when you wait for someday. The problem is that someday doesn't always happen and it never happens on its own. If you want things to get better, you have to make them better. Don't wait for opportunities, create them. There's a quote that I've always loved, which is, don't wait for your ship to come in, swim out and meet it. I'm gonna say that one more time because it's powerful. Don't wait for your ship to come in, swim out and meet it. If you want more flexibility, more freedom, more career fulfillment, and you wanna make more money, well, you have to create that. It's not just gonna happen. Stress at your day job isn't going to just go away. If you're stressed out by how things are going at work, you have to do something about it. You have to either advocate for yourself, work to change the system, or do what so many SLPs who have tried desperately to change the system and have not gone anywhere, which is to create your own system. Create your own system, your own job, one that works better for you. You have to swim out and meet your ship and then steer it to where you want to go. You are the master of your destiny. Don't let your micromanaging boss or administrators who have no clue what you or other SLPs do be in control of your future. And here's what happens if you don't. If you don't swim out to meet your ship, you may look back one day only to realize that the ship has sailed. I always say that it's never too late to start a private practice, which is true, but sometimes as people wait longer and longer, they feel like they've missed the boat and their confidence is lower, not higher. The conversation that you are about to hear between Lauren and I is about taking back control of your life and your future and steering your own ship. So without further ado, here's Lauren. All right, so just to get started to get a little oriented here, just remind everyone. So I am hosting every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a weekly Instagram Live series for speech-language pathologists hosting or featuring other speech-language pathologists who have businesses, offer services, products, um, support for other SLPs. Um, especially after, I think it was two weeks ago now, I had a, a question in my stories. Yeah, unbelievable. Asking, asking people what their stressors were. And I had over 100 responses from SLPs just pouring, anonymously pouring their stress right now. A lot of COVID-related stress, feeling overworked, underappreciated, um, stress for their work hours, for COVID in general, bringing it home to their family, and not feeling like they are serving their purpose as an SLP. So I was, I was shocked by that. Did y'all see when Lauren posted? Because the thing that I liked about it was that you also broke it down by setting, right? So it was like, what are like pediatric folks stressed with? Like medical, I forget what, what all your categories were. She had that thing on Instagram where there's like just dots, right? Like there was like so many responses. Yeah. And it was like all these settings had all these issues. So I, it was mind blowing to me. I hope that y'all saw it. And that's what we're here to talk about. Yes, I know. I need to save it in a future because that's just it. Even though we're all one one profession, uh, you know, the pediatric SLP world and their stressors are different than those who are working with the geriatric. 
in that setting, um, in hospital versus home health versus skilled nursing facility and where you feel stuck. So a lot of pediatric SLPs were sharing their stresses around parents, you know, having to, to, to be able to to support that not only the child they're working with, but the parents that also have all these stressors on their shoulders and can bring that into uh, the session. So it was really eye-opening to just see everyone become so vulnerable with what's stressing them out. And I got a lot of responses from people saying, you know, thank you for opening up this space for us because I mean, I'm obsessed with cheering speech therapy on and everything, but you have to recognize the real stressors that are out there and not just ignore it and push it away. So that's why I'm really excited to bring people on each week just to show SLPs what's out there and what you are doing, what you have to offer. You are the first person that came to my mind when I got one particular response from someone where this person said that basically they are just stuck in their current job and they're only working this job until they can pay off their student debts. And then they want to get out of speech therapy and change their career completely. Um, and that's not, I hate saying it's not unique, but I, I've heard multiple people say the same thing. They're just working to get out of debt and then maybe switch into a totally different career completely. And um, I reached out to this particular person and introduced the idea of maybe doing a private practice because this person said they felt like they were being forced to see clients that, that they had no clue how to really approach they didn't get the proper training for, but this person loved disfluency, loved working with children with disfluency. That's where their passion was. And so I brought up, you know, you could start your own practice and you could focus in your passion area. And, you know, she got really excited and, and we talked even more. And so we're continuing the discussion and like, Jenna needs to come on and talk about what she's doing. So before I keep blabbering, because I'm featuring you here, can you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what program and what services you offer for other SLPs? Happy to. Thank you so much for having me on, Lauren. This is a great opportunity to meet some new faces, right? So my name is Jenna Castro-Casbon. I'm also a speech-language pathologist. And I teach speech pathologists how to build successful private practices step-by-step. Step. So every single person in private practice that you have ever heard of, seen, I don't know, had any followed on Instagram, all of those people started with no experience in private practice and in business and any of those other things, right? In graduate school, most of us don't learn anything about private practice at all. So every one of those people not only started with like not a lot of background knowledge, but they also started with one client, right? Private practice just starts with one client. And for some people, they want to have a big, you know, brick and mortar private practice. They want to do private practice full time. Maybe they want employees. Maybe they want to offer multidisciplinary services. But other people really just want to have a few clients on the side, right? They want to use private practice in a part-time capacity to either supplement their income or work with ideal clients. And so that's what I teach SLPs how to do, right? Is I help people find more, you know, I talk about the four Fs, right? 
So freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and finances are the main reasons why SLPs choose private practice. And so what I offer is a program called the Start Your Private Practice Program that teaches people how to do everything step by step. Because if you don't know anything about how to do this, it's not your fault, right? You didn't learn how to do it. And so I see myself as a way to fill in the knowledge gap for SLPs who, who want to start a private practice, but like don't want to go get an MBA or even people who think they maybe want or need an MBA, you don't, don't go get an MBA. <laughs> and so I want to make sure that people know how to do this in a way that's going to be successful versus scary. So that's what I do. Yes. And so, okay. So the, the four apps, can you repeat this four apps again? Yeah, totally. And then I'm going to, I'm actually going to add two more just like for yes. here, okay? So, okay. so freedom, freedom, flexibility, flexibility, fulfillment, fulfillment, and finances, finances. Okay. And one time I said these, and then someone said, "Oh, Jenna, you forgot another F word." And I'm like, "Oh God, what is it?" <laughs> and she said, "Family, family." Like, oh, family, right? So I usually lump family into like flexibility because most people want to be flexible for their family, right? So then I told people the story, and then someone said, "Jenna, I know another F word." And I'm like, "Oh, here it comes." <laughs> um, <laughs> and oh God, now I'm forgetting what the other. Oh, fun. Right, right. <laughs> you need to do, you know, go on trips or like renovate your kitchen or like nice. buy a more fun car than you were thinking of buying. I don't know, something like that, right? So it's like you want to be able to have that freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, finances, family, and fun. Oh my gosh! And I'm just curious for anyone that's here and feeling joining in, can you just tell me your favorite F word out of those six? Out of those six. <laughs> Wait, listen sorry. if you can come up with a seventh f word that's not profane like let's put it on there I'll, i mean lauren and i do curse sometimes but nonetheless <laughs> we'll keep it clean instagram yeah i so for me okay so i can also contribute to this discussion from like a student of yours because when i yes flexibility megan yes um so when i my husband and i moved from california to central pennsylvania small town central pa i left the hospital setting and i you know was prepared to just work in another hospital so i was sending out my applications i was calling them sending them love letters you know whatever i could do to just get an interview and COVID ultimately shut everything down. I was already being told that no jobs were going to be popping up in the near future anyway. And then once COVID came, things were getting furloughed. People were getting furloughed. There were hiring freezes. And I thought, oh my gosh, like I feel stuck. I, I don't have a job. Um, I felt like I wasn't living my purpose. I didn't know what to do. And that is when I discovered you. I think I saw an ad for starting your private practice. And I thought that you could only start a private practice if you had years of experience because I've worked in a private practice setting before as a student. And it was, you know, my my idea of who could be a private practice owner were, were veteran speech pathologists who have had decades of experience. And I thought you also had to have a nice nest egg of money to start a private practice. So I thought automatically... I don't qualify, you know, whatever. But then I saw it was like a recorded presentation of yours or something. And I thought, oh my gosh, I could start my private practice in the next 24 hours. I can, uh, there's a Parkinson's support group in my neighborhood. And I can, I mean, that's my passion. I love working with Parkinson's. I was already volunteering with them. So I signed up for your Start Your Private Practice 
program. And I probably recommended it to, I mean, every speech pathologist who felt either in a rut, burnout at their job, um, stressed out about seeing cases they didn't want to see, or felt like they weren't qualified or maybe didn't have the right support to see. Um, because you are the first program um, where I really felt like you were holding my hands throughout the process. It was very much, here is the first step. Here's the link. Click the link. Fill out this form. And then when you're done, when you have your tax ID, come back and comment on the front and Facebook to let us know that you have your tax ID and we'll celebrate with you and then move on to step two. And it was just, you don't learn this in grad school. You know, you, you learn how to be a clinician, but you definitely do not learn how to become a financially independent clinician. So that's what I really appreciate about what you have to offer. And I think it's something more SLPs should know about. So I guess that leads me to the next question. I expressed my self-limiting beliefs before I discovered you and what you had to offer. So I thought you had to have decades of experience and you had to have a boatload of money. So what are some other self-limiting beliefs that are actually just totally false that aren't actually going to prevent you from starting a private practice tomorrow? So like several things. Okay. So one what you, um, is kind of like, you can either think of it as age or experience, right? So there's some people who think that, you know, again, you have to have, you know, decades of experience to get started. And so some people decide that they're going to wait for, you know, 15 or 20 or more years to get that experience. Right. And I think the reason why SLPs think that is because we're so used to having other people say when we're qualified to do things, right? Like we have to pass comps in grad school. You have to take the praxis. You have to like complete your CF. You have to get your state license. You have to get your, you know, continuing education and blah, like all of these validations come from other people. But really, so, so what I tell people is like, you could wait for like 20 years, but like think of all of the people that you're missing out on helping Think of all of the income that you're putting off earning and think of all the confidence that you're just going to like keep lessening your confidence, honestly, the longer you wait to do this. So what I tell people is if you have enough to bring something to the table, right, you can become an expert because of your private practice. Don't wait to become an expert until you start your private practice, right? Also, you know, SLPs are like CEU junkies, right? We all, we love to get our CEUs. When you have your own business and your own private practice, you know, CEUs are tax deductible and you can use those as a way to build your experience if you don't feel like ready yet, essentially. So that's one thing. I want to speak to the money thing real quick. People, let me know with the little heart button, who's fans of the show, The Office? Right. Who loves the office? I mean, I know I'm looking at one person at least who loves the office. Everyone loves the office, right? Yeah. So in maybe even the first season, Lauren, you probably know better than me, but do you remember the scene where Michael Scott was talking about getting an engagement ring and he was going to do three years salary, right? Yeah. He was like, yeah, three years salary. And Jim is like, you know, given one of those like gym looks, right? And so that's kind of what SLPs think that you need to have saved up, right? They think you need to have saved thousands and thousands of dollars because most SLPs, like we love to have our ducks in a row. We love to like have everything. So like you could, you could spend a lot of money to start. You could have a brick and mortar space. 
You could have all of the tests you could ever need. You could have an electronic medical record. You could have all these things, but you can actually get started with basically three things, okay? So a business license, if it's required in your town, professional liability insurance, which costs about $100 a year, and then a way to document your services, which you can do like paper and pen if you want to, and all you'd have to pay for is a filing cabinet that locks, or now you can get some electronic medical records for like $10 a month, right? To, on like the starter plan. So you can literally start your practice for more like $150, not like $10,000, which is what people think that they need to do. And earlier in our conversation, you talked about somebody, you know, waiting to start their practice or waiting until they paid off their debt to do something, right? So one of my students who's actually now a mentor for my program, her name is Bobby, and she told me that same thing. She said, Jenna, I'm going to wait until I pay off my debt to start my practice. And I said, hey, like, let's flip the script on that. What if the way that you paid off your debt was through your private practice, right? What if you accelerated your earnings and use that to pay off your debt a lot faster? And also then you can start building up, you know, other savings or doing whatever you want to do with it, but use your private practice as a vehicle to earn more money. So those are, you know, some things. Another, oh, another really good one is people think that they have to have a brick and mortar space. And I, I thought you did too. I was like, oh, you have to have a clinic, right? But a lot of people actually see their private clients in the private client space. So it could be like their home or a community location or their school or daycare or whatever. So you don't have to have your own clinic. There's some parts of the U.S. where it's very expensive to have clinic space. There's other places where it's a lot cheaper. But no matter what, I don't want anyone starting to take on that overhead until they have more than enough clients to cover it. Um, I can think of one more thing, um, and then Lauren, I'll <laughs> can go back to your your um, questions. But the other one is like people. A lot of people think that you have to quit your job in order to start your private practice. And instead, what I teach is for people to start seeing private clients on the side or through their own part-time private practice and not quit their job, right? There are some people who want to dive right in, right? When people talk about leaping or jumping into private practice, like there's some people who do that and that's totally fine. I, I My program works for those people too. But most SLPs like are a little bit more like, you know, like a pool. Like they don't want to dive right into the deep end. They want to like dip their toe in the shallow end first, right? And so that's what most people do. So the, the analogy for that is to start with like one private client after work or on the weekends and then start to build from there. So you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to let go of your steady income and benefits and all of those things that SLPs are like trying desperately to hold on to. You can actually start, you know, working with your own private clients on your own time. And that's what I teach people how to do in terms of getting started. And that's, that was definitely something I had not thought of before was seeing clients in their home. And then of course, I mean, I was starting it right as the first wave of COVID was really surging. So then teletherapy. And I know there were some hiccups in the beginning, you know, Medicare not allowing you to use teletherapy, but now that's in the process of being permanently fixed while we still have the emergency it's waiver for that. So we can still see our Medicare clients do teletherapy. And I, you know, what's so funny is I have a quick story. 
Um, uh, <laughs> I love my stories. Um, there is a picture I actually posted a while back. I before COVID, um, I was sitting in at a Parkinson's support group meeting, and rehab therapists um, from another rehab company that they were coming into town. They were there to present, and it was a PT and an OT. There was no SLP present, and they were talking about the uh, big and loud program and you know SVT. And so there, you know, the the it was a huge group, uh, just a huge Parkinson's community that was there one day in this gym. And I'm sitting there and there's someone just taking candid photos from this gym and they're posting it on their social media site. And so there was one of me, but in the picture, you can tell I look kind of um bitter. <laughs> For like a lack of a better term, I look like like I'm biting my tongue and I know why. And it's because in that moment the the rehab therapist they're explaining the history like the the rehab therapy business it started out as one guy who started his private practice by going to people's homes and it grew into this big agency but um someone in the group asked do you have a big and loud program for boys and this woman was like i can never understand my husband and of course i'm not going to like promote myself i'm just listening so i'm just very curious to see what they have to offer. And this physical therapist said, oh, no, we don't really see much of a need for that. And I was biting my tongue because the need is clearly huge. And this woman was asking because she can't understand her husband and half of the individual's Parkinson's disease in that room. Also, you couldn't understand them or they weren't, their spouses or partners were speaking up for them. And so that was in a picture in the moment, like I just had my arms crossed and I'm trying so hard to bite my tongue that she's saying there's not much of a demand or a need for speech therapists in the Parkinson's community. And that right there, I was like, I've got to serve this community. There's clearly a need. They're looking for speech therapists. And so I ended up speaking to that woman afterward and her husband was my first client. <laughs> so, and he was amazing. He progressed we'll so see. well. <laughs> Exactly. So especially for speech pathologists, being able to start your own practice, again, it's not just the idea, you know, of making money, making all this money. It's truly serving an underserved community. And when they, they ask other professionals, other professionals are also not fully aware of us or they think that there's not much of a need. Right. And so it's like we have to be there to say, no, no, there is a demand. There is a need. And, and this is what we can do. And, and I have the service and I can serve this community. Like, let me explain. So I signed up for a presentation several months later with my private practice after I took your course. <laughs> I love it. So people who are listening in the comments, can you write who are your favorite population to work with? Like, who, like Lauren loves Parkinson's. I love aphasia. What clients do you love to see? Who are the people who light you up the most and allow you to do your best work? I can't wait to see who that is for everyone and see if we have got like pediatric people or adult people or, you know, a mix of both. But what I want you to think about is, you know, Lauren talked about like specifically with Parkinson's and being like underserved that population, right? So think about no matter what populations you work with and that you love, how many of those people are not getting enough services, right? Like if you're at a school, are you working with kids and you feel like they're just not getting enough? Or if you're working with adults, maybe they're doing once a week, but you know, you've, they should have more, right? Or how many people do you know who are stuck on wait lists? Are people who you know waiting for six months or more 
for like someone to open up either the local hospital or another private practice or something, right? If you are in a community where there are people who are stuck on wait lists and you are available and willing to see them and help, then I what I say is that private practice is like the bridge that allows you to meet in the middle, right? So the people are the ones who need the services. You are the one who need those Fs that I talked about earlier, right? The freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, finances. So private practice is like the bridge that is going to bring these two groups of people together who, who need each other. And that's going to be one of the things that are, you know, filling a void for your community. So it's going to be great for them because they're going to have access to high quality services. It's going to be great for you because, you know, you want more career fulfillment or you want more flexibility or you want to make more money, no matter what your motivation is. Again, private practice is the bridge that is going to get both parties what they desperately want. Yes. And I saw a lot of um, pediatrics and apraxia. Uh, I think I saw zero to three. And so I'm in the adult world, but I still got phone calls from parents who were really, really looking, I mean, desperately looking for speech therapy to see their child. And uh, Facebook, they have all these mom groups in Facebook, so local mom groups. And I, um, one of my friends invited me to be in the group, even though I'm not, I'm a mom to a cat, but I'm not a mom to a human, but just to see what was going on in the neighborhood in Stabu. And she, I mean, I was getting tagged in so many posts for parents looking for speech therapists. And I, I didn't know another private practicing SLP. I would post in local Facebook groups for speech therapists. The demand was really high uh, in the pediatric realm. And then for the adults, I will say it was harder for me to break in beyond my uh, the support group that I was volunteering on for Parkinson's. But once I got to know the SLPs that were in the hospitals or in rehab centers and we developed a relationship, they became excellent referral sources because like you said, Jenna, um, like with that wait list for outpatient or again, when COVID was really walking things up and maybe they didn't have teletherapy services set up, then they would refer them to me uh, throughout that period and develop these relationships. So I think another concern that I heard was, well, during a pandemic, we're now on second, probably third wave, you know, especially as the flu season is coming and it's really stressful and so overwhelming. And a lot of people, I think, don't want to start a business when we're in this pandemic and another huge scope is coming. But I do say for speech therapy, especially, we have such, it's just such a great opportunity to serve people who are otherwise not getting the services they really could benefit from. And I'm seeing more of cognitive to post-COVID cognitive uh, referrals um, that are coming my way. So it's just, it's, I don't know, I, I never really fully appreciated private practice until I just dove in at first and really seeing the, the people in my own community who really needed the services and just didn't know where to look or were being turned away. Yeah. You know, I work with, I mean, thousands of private practitioners, right? Like everyone is kind of booming right now, right? Like the, the services are such in demand. So I think there's a lot of people who are like, well, I don't, I don't know if now is a good time to start. 
Y'all, people who are in my programs are like starting getting referrals right away and have wait lists that like they don't have enough time to see all these clients because they may still be at their school job and they are already seeing like five people after work and they've got more people on the wait list. So like the demand is so high that during the pandemic, of course, things were awful. I mean, things are so awful, let's be honest. But like things were really bad, you know, in like, you know, March, April, May of 2020. But since then, especially private practices have like totally taken off because there is like there's such a need and people aren't getting enough or the high quality services in other settings. So people are seeking out private practitioners. And again, that's, you know, part of my bridge analogy, but it's like the the bridge can't build, be built fast enough, right? There's such demand on the patient side. And then like, how many SLPs do I see that are either leaving their jobs or unhappy or responding to Lauren's poll about all of their stressors? And they're like trying to kind of figure out an exit strategy. And so one of the things to think about that I want everyone to consider, like private practice is not for everybody, but I, I want you to think about like, could it be for you even on a smaller level, right? You don't have to quit your job altogether. You could just pick up a handful of private clients and have that be like the thing that you love doing, right? Let's say that you do you work with, with little kids and you do early intervention ages and you love working with the little ones, but you also love doing gender affirming voice, right? So I have, there's lots of people in my program who that is their area of interest and expertise And like, they want to see those clients like at nighttime via telepractice or maybe even in person. And so that's like a way that they can really feel that they're serving a population that they really care about and they're filling a need for those folks. And they're also filling their own need to, you know, be professionally fulfilled. And so again, it works out for everybody. So my, you know, mission really is to help SLPs like start private practices the right way, but to also use private practice as a way to get what it is that you want, right? I don't think of private practice as a setting. I think of it as a vehicle to get what you want out of your life and your career. I, don't, I can't even say anything after that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's, it can grow your passion too. Like I, I still see, even though I'm shifting out of clinical care right now, as my career is still holding into other areas to support our fields, I still see my Parkinson's group for free for their maintenance program every, uh, every Tuesday. And they just bring so much joy to my heart. We just catch up and they're continuing to make progress. And it's like, this is like, they're my buddies now. <laughs> and, and I refer them out once they leave, you know, a tune-up basically to other speech pathologists who can take on clients. I love that. It just, it's also just like that sense of community where we've all been feeling so isolated for so long now, especially if you are working from home. Uh, so that was one thing that private practice brought to me, you know, with the tools that you give and then just knowing how to set yourself up for success, totally worth it. And I, I just, I, the, the level of fulfillment, the additional boost in income. And for me, for a while, that was my sole income because I didn't have any other options in that moment. Um, and so it was, it was the only thing that I could think of in that time. And it was such a game changer for me. And it led me to meeting more SLPs in the community and just my community in general, particularly with Parkinson's, uh, which was just such a, 
just a blessing in that moment. So I, I really hope that everyone who's here, if you are interested in, in either just you know, focusing on your passion, boosting your income, even maybe just having fun with your own schedule, being able to control your own schedule. So for me, I never worked on Fridays. No matter what, I didn't take clients on Fridays. Nope. It was a three-day weekend. And that was my rule. And I stuck to it. And it was beautiful. (laughs) Right? So every Friday was off. I just had my particular days of the week. So all of that helps to reduce my burnout too that I would used to have with working um, overtime off the clock in a nursing home and in a hospital to catch up on my notes. So all of this, I just didn't know it. And I wish I had known it sooner, which is why I am truly like, you're not paying me to say this. I'm just so genuinely grateful for you to put this stuff together because it really is. I feel like a lot of SLPs and I'm not, I don't want to generalize an entire profession, but many of the SLPs that I know really like checklists. And just, oh, yeah. you know, right. I love checklists and I feel like so many, I you know, a lot of folks in checklists. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. This is the, this is the wrong one, but yeah, I got, I got the checklist like right uh, it's in here somewhere. Here we go. Well, this might be backwards because it's in school, but yeah, is it, I literally have an eight page checklist that I give to people, you know, with boxes for you to like, just print out, put out go through the steps. Like I want to make this easy, right? I am, I think that SLPs are the best people and I want you to feel like you're able to do your best work, right? If I had a dollar, even 50 cents or 10 cents from every SLP who ever said, Jenna, I just want to help people, right? I just want to help people. So I want you to be able to help people like and really help them but also help yourself too. I love it. Jenna, did you have any final words to say just about private practice in general or just even reflecting upon the current stress load that SLP is really feeling right now? You know, stress doesn't help anybody, right? Like it's not not gonna be helpful for you. Like you're not gonna be able to help more people if you are feeling completely stressed out all the time. And part of the stress I feel like for SLPs, Lauren, I may or may not agree with this, but like a lot of our internal stress comes when we are not able to help people, right? And in most, you know, whether it's hospitals or schools or early interventions or even other people's private practices that you might be working in, you may not feel like you can help people like you want to help them and like they really deserve to be helped, right? So that's what I want people to think about. Like if you feel like your clients or your patients aren't getting what they need and you're feeling like you're not getting what you need, then private practice might be an answer for you. Lauren, thank you so much for this opportunity. I love, I always love talking to you and I also love, you know, getting to know like your audience And I think this is so great that you're doing this series. This is just another wonderful give to the SLP community in addition to your awesome book. So thank you for being a great resource for SLPs. Thank you. Thank you for being such an amazing resource. And truly, I mean, like pivotal in my career as an SLP when I felt honestly at my lowest, just like you said, when you feel like you're not giving back or serving, I felt like I was not contributing to society the way I was meant to. And so being able to just do it myself and get paid better than, than I did in other settings, completely worth it. All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Jenna. So how much do you love Lauren? I love her energy, her humor, 
her dedication to advocacy for both speech-language pathologists and our patients, and also how she advocates for herself and what she needs to be living the life that she's imagined. Maybe you thought that you were going to be in a medical SLP or a school SLP for life, and now you're thinking that you might need more than you're able to get in your current setting when it comes to that freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, and finances, and so now it's time to figure out how to create the life that you want. SLPs are creating new lives for themselves every day through my program, the Start Your Private Practice program. If you've heard about the program and you're curious if it's right for you, head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist and make sure that you get on the waitlist for the next time that we open enrollment. And if you just want to talk about the program and whether it's right for you, send me a DM with the word start on Instagram. My handle is at independent clinician. And again, just DM me the word start and we'll talk about whether starting a private practice is right for you. Oh, and I want to say one more thing about Lauren before we end. I think that she is so fantastic that I hired her to be part of the independent clinician team, which is working out really well. As this company grows, I'm planning to hire even more SLPs in non-clinical roles, which I'm really excited about. SLPs are capable of so much. I know that you know that you're capable of more. So if you want more in your life, don't wait for your ship to come in, swim out and meet it. See you next week for another episode of the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. I decided to invest in the Start Your Private Practice program because I honestly had no idea where to start. (laughs) And I just didn't really have the confidence or the know-how to be able to do that. So it was really nice to have a system that was all set up for me. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or start from scratch. It was all there for me. And I was able to land a client within about the first week and a half of me going public with my private practice. So now I have 12 clients. It is such an invigorating and amazing experience. If you want help to start your speech therapy private practice, then head on over to startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist so that you will be notified as soon as we reopen the doors to the Start Your Private Practice system. Again, that's startyourprivatepractice.com backslash waitlist. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.